The year is 2020. The presidential election is just days away. Will it be Trump or will it be Biden? People are talking like this could be the end of the world as we know it. Well, we actually know a lot about the end of the world and it doesn't end with Trump or Biden. No, this is why you need Jesus. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11, and it tells us what all of human history is building up to is the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is going to be the end of the world as we know it. There's going to be a time of great tribulation and judgment upon the planet, and Jesus is going to return. He's going to establish his kingdom. He's going to reign as king. And I want you to just think about this moment where every knee will bow. See, that, that's not even something I've really ever done. I've never really been in the presence of a, a king. I, I suppose it would be a big deal to be in the, the presence of the President of the United States, but even then, I don't think I would bow a knee. I can't even imagine myself doing that. But Jesus Christ, when he returns as King of kings and Lord of lords, and every eye is gonna see him riding on the clouds, the knees are gonna hit the floor. And everyone is going to say, he's the Lord. This is the name that God has given him. When Jesus died for our sins, when he rose again, he, he ascended into heaven and he was exalted to the right hand of the majesty on high. And he is now in the highest place, the ultimate position of authority. Uh, the, the government is on his shoulders. His name is Lord. He has been given the name above every name. Well, I guarantee you that no matter who is president, Jesus will still be king. The, the headline every day on the news should be breaking news, Jesus still Lord and ready to return at any moment. That's the focus that we should be having. And, and I just want to take a moment here in this podcast with you today. Thanks so much for listening. I want you to really think about what it's going to be like when the knees hit the floor and the mouths open wide and every single tongue, I mean, everybody in heaven we know already knows this, loves to proclaim this, but everyone on earth is going to be overwhelmed by the reality of who Jesus is. And yes, even those who reject the good news of Jesus and don't believe in him and are under the earth in a place of judgment, they are all going to bow the knee. They're all going to confess. Not one living soul will be able to deny the reality of who Jesus is. So when we talk about Christianity, a lot of people talk about getting saved in the past or when they became a Christian, when they believed in Jesus. But we can't have a 
a past-looking Christianity. We don't want to be Christians who look backwards. No, the, the scripture is clear that we should look forward. We should set our hope fully on the grace that is coming at the revelation of Jesus. The fullness of our salvation, the best experience with Jesus is yet to come. So we want to have faith and hope towards the future, looking to Jesus Christ, knowing that we're going to be in his presence, we're going to behold his glory, and there's not just going to be some people who believe in Jesus, but everyone will acknowledge the reality of who Jesus is. I'm telling you, this is true. It's only a matter of time. The day is coming when every knee will bow. And I want to bring this up at the time of... uh, political election, because you feel the weight of that. I remember in 2016, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, everybody was saying Hillary Clinton was going to win. And there was this weight to it. There was this heaviness. Who was going to be the president? And you can feel that. It's every election. I feel like people are saying this is the most critical election of our lives. The future of our country depends on what happens in this election. And I remember on Election day, right before I voted, 2016, the scripture I was reading that day was Isaiah chapter 9. And I read this in verse 6. For to us a child is born, for to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I can just remember that line it just, it just leapt off the page and it smacked me in the face. I don't know if the Bible's ever done that to you before, but I just knew, like, Jesus has the government on his shoulders. Like, he is the one who has the authority. Like, he is the foundation, the establishment of all earthly nations, of all earthly rulers comes from Jesus Christ who has all authority in heaven and earth. And I remember I looked up Handel's Messiah and I just started rocking out to that jam. Uh, the government shall be upon his shoulders. And they were, they were singing it, shoulders. They were singing it. And I was just like pumped up on my way to the voting booth, pumped up that, hey, I knew something that was eternal. I knew something that was outside of space and time, that all of our politics are temporary. All of our presidents are short-term, and the one that I could trust to lead my life and be my Lord was Jesus Christ, prophesied even before he was ever born. We knew there was going to come a son. There was going to come a child, one who in the line of David would be king and rule all things. And I was so, even though I voted that day, I knew who my Lord was. Now, as we meditate on the return of the king, and think through how every knee will bow. One of the great passages to see the Lord Jesus is Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now that's the Messiah, the holy and anointed one. And the picture here is of the kings of the earth, the rulers of the nations, allying together against Jesus. But here's what it says. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, 
and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So here's Jesus coming. God is giving him the ends of the earth. He's giving him the nations as his heritage. And here comes King Jesus. And he's ready to just shatter the kings and break them with the rod of iron and dash them into pieces. And I'm here recording this podcast with my good friend, Ryan Pierce, worship director. Hello. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Thank you for helping me record this podcast. Oh, of course. It's now, fun. You and I, we got so pumped. We're a couple of Bible nerds. Yes. We sometimes get in a room. We got some microphones. Totally. And uh, we like to write worship songs on occasion. And we got so pumped about this idea of Jesus. Do you remember this song that we wrote based on this passage? Oh, totally. What was the chorus of the song? The chorus came from Psalm 110. The verses came from Psalm 2, which we just read. The, The chorus, the main hook was, you will shatter every king. On the day of wrath you bring. Oh, man. I, I, that just makes me cringe now <laughs> oh, to, yeah. to think about. But, I mean, we were so pumped. Like, we were. I don't think uh, we realized that that would just come across so uh, intense mm-hmm. as we were singing it. Yeah. But that's that's the language pulled straight from the Psalms. Totally. And and you could tell we when we just studied the Psalms... We had this idea like Jesus is coming back. Yes. He's going to win. He's the victor. Let's sing about it. Yeah. You know? And then we wrote the song. It was like this up tempo so song. So upbeat. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It was really catchy. Great it's a clapper. Great rhythm. Yeah. People started clapping. And then they, it's like the words come up on the screen, yes. right? With worship. And you could just tell people didn't know how to take. Mm. What we were, what we were singing about. I mean, like, you and I were worshiping the Lord. Oh yeah. But I don't know yeah. if anybody else in the and, room. And I was. remember there was this bridge. Every eye will see him riding on the clouds, yes. and I was just like, yeah. I mean, I was just. I remember the first time we did that song in the back of the room. I was yes. just like, hands up, yeah. pumped up. And so this is, you can tell something that as a church, we haven't thought all the way through. Mm. We're not ready to sing about. I guarantee you. When Jesus comes down on a riding on a white horse yeah. and he slays all of his enemies, he defeats all of his foes, we will be pumped up. Oh, we totally. will be singing, praising, worshiping. But for some reason right now, that seems distant. It seems far away. It doesn't seem real or tangible. And this is why we got to get our mind coming from the scripture and then respond to God based on the revelation of who he is from the word. Because you can tell we're not ready for the revelation of Jesus because we haven't really thought through the revelation of his word. And maybe that wasn't our best song that we wrote, right? We, We were going a little too far with it. But I think when you study the scripture, it gives you an idea of, I mean, just like like you would think of uh, uh we've all seen that battle scene where the two armies are running at each other so maybe on horses maybe on foot but you we know the tension right here here they come both armies going at each other full tilt and you just get the idea of here's Jesus mm. on the white horse and just like the shattering of anyone who would dare to mm. stand in the way of Jesus. It goes on to say here in Psalm 2, Now therefore, O kings, be wise. 
Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Like I get the picture of somebody like bowing the knee and like they, the ruler holds out his hand and they like kiss the ring, right? Yeah. We all have that image. Mm. That's the idea here. Like show him respect, fear him, kiss the son lest he gets angry with you and he his wrath is quickly kindled against you. Like who would dare to go against Jesus. And unfortunately, we're living in an America right now where Jesus' name is not above every name. It's, uh, it's, a, it's used in a profane way. It's, it's used in vain. I mean, even uh, people are openly ready to mock Christianity and people who believe in Jesus Christ. The idea, even among Christian people, hmm. that Jesus is a king who's going to, He's going to shatter every king on the day of wrath yes. that he brings, right? Uh, I looked up and I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse comes. Mm. The, the idea that we have a conquering king who is coming to reign, uh, that's what we need to be thinking about here in 2020. That's what's going to give the, the Christian confidence and hope and something to look forward to is uh, the prophecy here in Psalm 2. And even if we go to Revelation 19, where it describes the return of the king in vivid detail. And I know we took some of the lines straight from Revelation 19 and we put them straight yes. into that song. Oh, a total fail song, maybe worst worship song oh, you've yeah. ever written. Oh, totally. Uh, no, won't even won't even play a recording of it on this podcast. Oh no, too cringeworthy. Uh, I mean, yeah. even when I bring that up, you yes. you I can see there's like a a gag reflex. Yes, but <laughs> the the point is though is the truth was something worth singing about, mm. and it's something we all need to be thinking about. And in Revelation chapter nineteen verse eleven, then I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse. The one sitting on it is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, that's what we've got to understand is no matter what's happening in our nation here in America, no matter what is happening in the nations of the earth collectively, how powerful they may seem, there is only one 
who rules them. And it says he's going to rule them with a rod of iron. The king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the name above all names. This is Jesus Christ. So what we want to do right now is we want to take a moment to think about what is it going to be like when Jesus Christ comes back. And so we want to do this together. I need you to take a moment. You might even want to close your eyes, unless you're driving, of course. Please, be safe. But I want you to imagine with me that you're in a public space. There's all kinds of people around you. I think of a place like Union Square in San Francisco, this this just open area in between these tall buildings, and there's homeless people there on the street. There's rich people going shopping. So many people going through to and fro on their way, just living another day. And the heavens open. And there's something up there in the skies. And people began to point. Everyone can see it. It's filling the skies like nothing we've ever seen before. And behold, every eye will see him riding on the clouds. And you look around. There's so many people, black and white, male and female, rich and poor. And their knees start to hit the floor. It's like everybody together, united in this experience, and they all know who it is. As they look into the heavens, people begin to mourn, they begin to weep, and people know that it's Him, it's Jesus Christ, the name above all names, the Lord in every eye will see Him. Now, if we could just live with this forward-looking faith, if we could just live in the reality of this moment that is coming for those in heaven and on earth and under the earth that we're all going to confess who Jesus really is. Like when you go into a public place, when you go shopping at Bellaterra, when you go to the beach, when you see a group of people out and about, do you ever think to yourself that every knee is going to drop? Like they might not believe it now. It might seem like it's the minority for Jesus here in 2020. It might seem like there's just a few of us who would call him Lord today, but it is only a matter of time. The moment is coming and it's coming soon when everyone you see will be a believer, when everyone will have the same posture before our Lord. Can you imagine that? Like we're all gonna end up agreeing, the one who's gonna unite the world, who's gonna bring the justice that we need, who's gonna help us get on the same page is Jesus and the page we will be on is that he is Lord. There they are all around you, everybody bowing down to the king. This is finally where we find our meaning as human beings that we were made in the image of God to worship Him. And every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, I know who He is. His name is Jesus, and He is the Lord. So on the day of the election, there will still be one name above every other name, Jesus. So that's why on Tuesday, November 3rd at 7 p.m., we're going to have the Jesus 2020 event, and you can stream it 
on compasshb.com or our YouTube channel, Scripture of the Day. And this event will be to give glory to Jesus Christ. Yes, we'll have real-time election results telling you about what states are going to be won by uh, which presidential candidate, going over some of the congressional seats that are being elected on Tuesday. But mostly, we are going to worship Jesus. We're going to hear testimonies of salvation in Jesus. We're going to have people praying for a revival, a Jesus movement in America. And we are going to lift the name of Jesus high. Because no matter who is president, Jesus is king. So thanks for listening. And I want you to know that every knee will bow. This is why you need Jesus.